0: Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle, your host for today's conversation, and it is a good one. You might want to grab a pen or a notebook and definitely some water because we're going to be hydrating today and talking all about those three guiding questions we posed in our last episode season two episode fifteen we just completed a three-part series if mama ain't healthy which included if mama ain't healthy if mama ain't behaving and if mama ain't communicating such a good series a short series on our three full chord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity the backbone the foundation the core Of our Speak Healing Words community. It is what we are all about, having a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. I know that I know that I know when these three, these three chords are being strengthened on a daily basis in our life, our lives become far more meaningful and productive absolutely true. I am living truth. I'm here to say yes, yes, yes. I've been so firmly committed to becoming a healthy human being emotionally and that has affected me spiritually and absolutely has come forth in my physical being. You cannot separate the mind, the body, the heart, the soul, the body. It's all connected And so we're very committed in our work here at Speak Healing Words, and I'm committed to that in writing and speaking and teaching about integration, how to integrate all of these very important parts of our body into a whole. So this week in episode 16, we're going to take on the first guiding question, which is why do I think the way I think? And I write extensively about that in my newest book, Overcoming Hurtful Words. In practice three, there are nine practices. So in practice three, choose healthy over unhealthy, I offer to you these guiding questions starting on page 63. Why do I think the way I think? Why do I hear the way I hear? And on a deeper level, why do people treat me the way they do? Why do I treat people the way I treat them? We're going to tweak it just a little bit to why do I think the way I think? Why do I feel the way I feel? And why do I do what I do? Going back to our thoughts lead to our feelings, which lead to our actions. You know, I just keep learning so much more. And that's the beauty of being a uh, a researcher and a, and a counselor and seeing clients on a daily basis and having the... uh the beautiful people quotient before me and never keeping me sharp. So why do we think the way we think? Most of human behavior and experience takes place unconsciously. It takes place in the subconscious, which in our summer series, we are going to be talking so much more about. I cannot wait. Meaning we're not aware of why we think, feel, or act the way we do. We're not consciously aware. But by learning right here all about uh, psychological principles and practices and spiritual principles and practices, we will have and gain an understanding of how our mind and our brain works. As we grow in that understanding, we become conscious of what is taking place inside of us and how this influences what we experience in life. So that's what we're going deeper into these next three weeks. And I want to start by reading from just a brilliant book by Robert B. Shaw Jr. It's called Created for Significance, Discovering Our Human Core Longings, who defines us, and how we reverse identity theft. I just love this. And he writes in his introduction, when I was growing up in the inner city and then in the suburban environments of New Jersey, the neighborhood kids had an expression. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Oh, I'm sure many of you heard or recited this similar ditty. A child may hear someone call him or her names like jerk, dork, unwanted, failure, ugly, spaz. It hurts to even say that. And the above expression would be a noble attempt, wouldn't it? To deflect such names and labels. The reality is names did hurt, names do hurt, and names stick. They often hurt more. Uh, They absolutely hurt more than sticks and stones. It is such names and labels that can have a damaging, even devastating effect on a youngster. Names and labels are often carried into adulthood as descriptions that stick. They are, I add, super glue. And we tend to believe them for the rest of our lives. Really pay attention to that one sentence because that's where we're going today. Why do we think like we think? Because very often, names labels, I'm adding to um, author Shaw's words here, uh, narratives are carried into our adulthood and they become a, a living description that sticks to us and then we tend to believe that for the rest of our lives. They become a part of our identity fabric. Now go back to the previous episodes on true self, false self, and understand your God-breathed identity. That is what we here in the Speak Healing Words community. We live and move and breathe through our God two seven identity. God breathed his life into our being. He took a huge, deep, God-sized breath. And in that breath was Zoe life, Z-O-E, a life that contains absolutely every virtue we need in this life. We often mistakenly base our significance on such names and narratives. The names and beliefs regarding our significance translate then, okay, into our behaviors Leading, the, leading us into either positive or negative consequences and positive or negative relationships. Over the years, I've spoken to several physicians who have acknowledged that my job as a minister or counselor was often more difficult than their profession. Now, this is uh, Robert Shaw writing from his book, Creative for Significance. And I'm reading this because I just spoke these words today in an earlier meeting that You know, mental health issues are so much harder to live with and more difficult to deal with because they can often be so, so invisible. So, Shaw writes, they would reason, these physicians that were telling him this would reason that they could see most of the wounds and ailments in people through the naked eye, x rays or MRIs or other technology. And those tools helped identify the broken bone or the biological internal wound caused by physical sticks and stones, right, so to speak. Such knowledge tremendously helped these professionals in creating a treatment plan for their hurting clients. Okay, you have a broken bone. I'm going to cast that bone, right? Or you've sprained your ankle, I'm going to have to put a wrap around that, or you have um, sprained your wrist, so they put a sling on you, and and, and those are visible, or, or you have to walk on crutches, or you have to use a walker, all of these physical things are visible, and then, therefore, people can be a little, oh no, not a little, a mo- lot more empathic towards your physical wound, He continues, wounds to the soul, however, are not as readily seen and can be difficult to pinpoint, yet they can have an equal, if not greater effect upon an individual's life and relationships. Words and harmful actions, wrote a whole book on that, didn't I? Words and harmful actions from significant people in our lives, especially when we are young, can produce labels outlooks on life, self-worth, and abilities that can impact meaningful relationships. Lean in here. This is so critical for why we think the way that we think. These names, labels, self-limiting beliefs can hinder the core longings that exist in every human being here in the Speak Healing Words community, we say they can impede our God-created sense of self and capacity and potential and purpose. So we have to challenge and be changed by the truth of who we really are and how we are really valued. Okay, I'm going to jump ahead in this book where he writes, significance means the importance or the meaning of something or someone. In other words, significance is related to our identity, our sense of self. Such truth is not easy to come by in our overly critical, name-calling, cynical society. To hear affirmations and receive what American psychologist Carl Rogers calls positive regard is something every single one of us needs, but it is often scarce. Significant people in our lives often have much impact and power to render either curses or blessings. Ah, However, in this competitive, disrespectful environment that we live in today, put-downs are more prominent than praises. (laughs) Put-downs are more prominent than praises. As a result, our identities and the meaningfulness of our lives become casualties to the put-downs, abuses, and materialistic worldviews. He then offers that God sees us so differently than how others see us He sees us differently than we see ourselves, but it's often difficult to change the labels we believe to be true to the way God has defined and designed us to be. Somewhere along the way, someone or something has altered or destroyed the significance of our lives. Names that have become who we are, what we do or don't do, and how we see ourselves as we relate to our world, somehow does not meet the desire to feel significant." I could go on, but I encourage you to get creative for Significance with Robert B. Shaw, Jr. I'll put this link on our private Facebook page and on our new blog post that will come out every Thursday that recaps our podcast. Instead of putting the transcript out, I'm going to just kind of combine the two. I'm trying something new and different in hopes that we can be very fluid in our conversations during the week. That's very, very important. So how do we flip this script, right? How do we flip these negative narratives that may have been placed upon us? Um, Mission.org writer Tony Falkry, in his article, This is Why You Live in the Feeling of Your Thinking and Experience Life from the Inside Out, writes, Your reality is the sum of your past conditioning, it has to be because no two people share the same view of reality. Even twins differ in the way they perceive the world. Well, I have twins and I can absolutely say, yes, that's true. So I just want to go back to this uh, this one comment that uh, Mr. Shaw wrote. And he says, put downs are more prominent than praises. Put downs are more prominent than praises. I really want to focus in our time that we have left today on the truth that we are what we think. We really are what we think. What happens inside of our mind, our thoughts, is absolutely going to define how we are and who we are. And there's a big difference between those two. Emotion, let's just talk about that for a moment. So When we think about thoughts, you know, a a thought is uh, something that is formulated inside of our brain, right? And our thoughts actually begin the whole entire process of creating emotions and creating feelings. In 1903, uh, a man named James Allen, considered to be, you know, one of the early self-help authors, writers, thinkers, he wrote a book called As a Man Thinketh. And it, it definitely comes from scripture as well as, as a man thinks, so is he. So how I think about God, how I think about myself, is how I'm going to show up for life. We've been talking a lot about personality and how we show up for life. Well, showing up for life, walking into a room happens way before we get there. It happens inside of our mind. And so I want to read these thoughts by Emily P. Freeman. There's so many great resources to add and narrow them down to three. But in her new book, The Next Right Thing, Emily writes this and I also write about this in my next book, which isn't coming out for a while, so I'm going to piggyback and stand on the shoulders of Emily P. Freeman because she's so wise. And in this book, she writes, If I asked you what you believe about God, you might list some lovely true things about him. If you asked me that question, I would say God is our creator who is loving, good, gracious, and strong. I would say he is holy and righteous and he takes great delight in us. I would mention something about him being mysterious and knowable. He's the teacher, the shepherd, the friend, the king, the savior. I would tell you about the Trinity, about the love of God the Father, the compassion of the Son, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I I would mean it all, and I might even tear up. And she writes, but if you look closely at my life, If a mini version of you could crawl into my head, oh, so good, Emily. If a mini version of you could crawl into my head, look out through my eyes, and see my choices filtered through what I believe about God, you might read a different story. Because there is almost always a gap between what we say we believe and what we actually believe. None of us are exempt. If we believe God is mad at us, now lean in here. See if you hear if you see yourself in any of these statements. If we believe God is mad at us, we will be afraid of making a wrong move for fear he will snap. If we believe God is distant, we will feel alone and untethered in our decision-making. If we believe God is a scolding, authoritarian parent, we may delegate decisions to someone else so we can avoid the consequences. If we believe God is wimpy, we will think that maybe we can manipulate him into doing what we want. If we believe God is indifferent We may feel he probably doesn't care what happens one way or the other. If we believe God is like a carnival barker presenting three cups, we will feel cheated or duped when we assume he is forcing us to guess which one is hiding the right answer. Do we believe God is like a puppeteer, a kind old grandfather, an abusive parent, an insecure friend, a greedy king, a manipulative mother, or a golden retriever? Hmm. Dallas Willard says, we always live what we believe. We just don't always live what we profess we believe. There's so much more, so much more, because the longer we think in a particular way, the harder it is to change that thinking process. And many of us have lived in negative thought cycles for years and years and years. Years. Negative thought cycles that are trapped in fear, that are trapped in bias, that are trapped in legalism, that are trapped in judgment or shame. So many years All because someone or something or somewhere in our past, our history of hurts, someone spoke words over us that were unhealthy, that were damaging, and they did break our soul. They wounded our soul. So in order to overcome that, in order to reframe and restore and reauthor the way we think about ourselves, about God, about life, about, is going to take a little elbow grease at some point. And I hope it is today. Today is your day. It's no ordinary day. It's your day to begin changing your negative thought cycle into a beautiful, positive, flow of living water running through your neural pathways inside of your amygdala and your hippocampus and inside of your brain. How can we improve that? How can we do this? How can we improve the quality of our thought life? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Nietzsche once said, all truly great thoughts thoughts are conceived while walking. General George Patton said, an active mind cannot exist in an inactive body. Boy, walk into my mother's assisted living and you see this in action. The inactivity of the body is such a detriment to the mind. So I'm gonna give you a few tips. Move, start moving, get up. The quality of your thoughts affect the decision that you make and the decisions determine the quality of your life. Get up and get moving hydrate. I told you we were going to be hydrating today. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. More water. Fill your body with healthy, clean water. I want to offer you this tip. Dwell. Dwell in belief. Healthy belief systems. Dwell in positivity. Dwell in the Word of God. And I will be talking a lot more about this in our next episode. Why do we feel the way we feel? But for today, for today, we want to really look at changing, transforming, altering, renewing our mind, our thought process. Dwell in positivity. It has been said, Jim Rohn said, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Someone else said, Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So I challenge you, I leave you today with this one. One powerful challenge. Start each day this week by setting an intention. Intentions are positive. They are first person and they are present tense. On my way home from St. Louis this past weekend where I celebrated Mother's Day with my twins and their family, I set an intention. Surprises of joy wait around every corner of my journey. And my flight was delayed four and a half hours. I didn't get home till 2 a.m. in the morning. And typically I might have been uh, not so happy and joyful or I might have been begrudging it and complaining. But because I had already put that beautiful intention into motion, Boy, there were surprises and they were filled with joy. There was a server that just brightened up my day. So many things. So every morning until we meet again, set a powerful intention and I'll give you some tips on the blog. And finally, and most importantly, close the day by writing one, two, three, four, five things you are grateful for in that day. And let's see how that makes a tremendous impact on your thought cycles. You have a great day, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleRiordan.com.